0: Welcome back to the Jeremy Mullins Podcast. I am Jeremy and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Reno. How are you today, brother? I'm doing wonderful. The sun is shining and it's warm. I know you're actually uh in the same state as me, just you know, a few hours apart, which is uh kind of neat. Right. And uh for the listeners that listen to, you know, our first podcast, hey, thank you for for taking a listen. Thank you for downloading, thank you for being back, you know, here today. Um, this is, um, kind of what we're going to get on most days. This is going of be the flow of a podcast, you know, especially our educational ones. It's going to be almost like a mini lecture, mini brief, um, as we dive through it. And I think this next, you know, seven to eight podcasts, you guys are really going to enjoy, especially if you're starting your wellness journey. Right. And you know, kind of laying the education, laying the groundwork to have success, no matter what your goals are, whether that's to decrease body fat, whether that's to increase muscle tissue, you know, or just what a lot of people like to say, recomp, which is kind of a combination of dropping a little body fat, you know, increasing a little muscle tissue. I'm going to give you the groundwork for that. But, you know, I want to mention, you know, on the first podcast we talked about, I think this is, you know, very important for people to remember, always focus in on the habits, right? Focus in on building those habits, you know, day in and day out. Because it's those action items that turn into habits that will help you with your long-term success, right? And remember, really, truly identifying that identity that you are a healthy person, right? You are a fit person. Like, that's who you are as an individual. That makes these changes a lot easier, right? Because if you still see yourself, unfortunately, as, okay, well, I can never be healthy or I can never be in shape. I can never run a marathon. Whatever that thought process is... Unfortunately, that's what your identity is. You're identifying as an individual that can't run a marathon. And, you know, I'm just picking marathon out of the blue today and talk about it. But the reality is most people listening to this. If someone held a gun to your head, you know, and threatened a loved one, and you had to go out, walk, run a marathon, you could do it. You could get it done. I'm not going to say it feels, it's going to feel good, right? Like, right, yeah. they're going to be a little sore. They're going to be a little broken down, but you could do that. And I want you guys to understand that
1: yeah, and the I think a lot of stuff that we we discussed in habit forming, a lot of what you're gonna hear in this one is and I'm gonna implement it myself is these calorie macros. Some of these might become habits. Um, the numbers that you might actually create as a habit, like I'm gonna hit this much protein. That becomes a habit goal on our list. hundred percent. And
0: you know what I get started, I want you guys to understand there's there's no one size fits all nutrition approach, okay? I want you guys to understand that, I have become an educator on macronutrients. Because every food out there consists of protein, carbs, and fats, and those are our macronutrients. So when we think of the term macro, we mean large. Macro having energy, which is calories, okay? Versus micronutrients would be our vitamins, our minerals, polyphenols, antioxidants, that type of things. Now, they play a big role in our health too, and they are important, but we will focus on them a little bit later. But right now, I want to focus on the education on the macronutrients, okay? Okay. So when you hear the term macro, think calories, okay? Macronutrients are going to provide calories for the body. And calories is just a unit of energy. That's how I want it to be defined. That's how I want you to think about it, okay? Now, we're gonna pause for a second because I'm gonna ask you a question and I know you guys can't hear, it's not like you can raise your hand, you can't call in. But when you hear calories, what's the first thing that you think of? And it doesn't necessarily have to be food related. It can be exercise related. But when you think calories, what do you think of? So take a second, think about that. Write it down if you have a sheet of paper. And Rena, I'll turn the question to you. Right. So when you hear the term calories, without any, you know, thinking
1: of my briefs or being around that, what is the first thought when you think of calories? Literally, just food. I, I don't think of it as anything other than what I put in my mouth. Okay, what do you think in your mouth? Right. Now, a lot of people, you know, they'll hear to calories and they'll
0: think low calorie diet. Because that's what they've been in the past. Like anytime that they think of diets or they think of calories, it's had to be low calorie, right? I like to joke for those that are in the functional fitness, I think of calories as, man, that echo bike is broken because I I feel like, you know, it doesn't give you the amount of calories that you should on that thing, right? Um, But how I want people to think of calories is it's just a unit of energy, right? So through movement, through skeletal activity, we burn calories, right? Through our heart beating, our lungs expanding, us just staying alive, we burn calories. And then, yes, through the consumption of food, we consume calories. And to have success inside of your journey, whether that is a fat loss journey, whether that is to maintain or whether that is to gain in performance, you need a certain amount of energy or calories to achieve that goal, right? So if you need to be in a calorie deficit, yes, we have to consume less calories than we burn. If we want to gain weight, we need to consume more calories than we burn. Okay. now, as we go along the journey, you're going to find out the two most important things are going to be calories and protein. So I want to preface that right now that we're not just about calories. I'm not just about calories in versus calories out because there's some magic that happens in there. It depends on what you're consuming to help us achieve our goals. But the intent and the goal of today's um, podcast is just to teach about calories that's it we'll dive into the protein at another podcast we'll dive into the carbs and fats another podcast uh, from that standpoint okay so those are our three big macronutrients protein carbs and fat those are our three big macronutrients and that's reason to my my opinion reno every diet is a macro-based diet everyone yeah doesn't matter if it's low carb, doesn't matter if it's high carb, doesn't matter if it's keto, plant-based, every diet's macro based and that is why I teach macronutrients, okay?
1: And a lot of people don't want to like count calories for some reason. Um even though the apps make it super easy and all that stuff, uh, they think that like, oh, that's a, I'm going to be on a diet. I'm going to be on a diet. And I read something last night that um there's a massive difference between a diet and changing your nutrition. Um and so you can kind of, if you want to go into that, like, Hey, don't think of it as a diet. Think of it as we're changing your nutrition.
0: hundred percent. I don't think that people should track, you know, 365 days a year for the rest of their life. That's not what I teach. That's what I, you know, not what I think people need to do, but we have to learn, right? You have to learn. You cannot intuitively eat inside of your life or inside of a program until you learn what works for you, right? Can't hit your proteins. You know what protein sources are. You can't fuel yourself for certain activities until you know what the better fuels are, right? So, that is one thing I would put out there is I am a big advocate of you should track your calories. When I have individuals work with me on the first form app, they track their calories. That is something uh, calories and macros, right? They track their food. I'm not, I don't care if they're, if they eat six times a day or they eat three times a day, those are things I don't stress about, but I do want it tracking. Cause that's how I can help them. That's how I can make recommendations that how we can make adjustments. But remember for the listener, you do not have to track for the rest of your life, right? But learning, especially protein and calories learning to hit those two day in and day out will help you achieve your goal, okay? So what I wanna kind of list is, I mean, I guess I, well, I guess I left out a macro, right? And uh, we'll talk about it on a specific call, but alcohol is technically a macro, right? So we look at, you know, macronutrients. I said they provide energy. So, you know, protein has four calories per gram. Carbohydrate has four calories per gram. Fat has nine calories per gram. And alcohol has seven, right? So, you know, you do have to take in alcohol consumption, you know, into your calories, if you're going to have a glass of wine at night, have a beer at night, that type of stuff. Um, So those are technically the four macronutrients that we hear most about and that we do talk about.
1: Cool. So I know we have a a few topics, which one do you want to jump into first? I do have a few uh, questions. Uh, well, I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll roll out the education
0: of what is calorie expenditure, what makes up the calories that we burn, and then let's get into those questions, right? So we look right. at calories, you know, we look at total calorie expenditure. Now, I'm going to teach this a little bit different. So if you're, you know, a CSCS coach out there, you're, you know, a degree in ex-fiz, you know, something like that, I'm going to teach this a little bit different in the book because uh, I like to make things as simple as possible. But when we look at calorie expenditure, we have three components that go into it. The first one is our resting metabolic rate also can be, you know, coincide with basal metabolic rate. Okay. the second one is activity and I include daily activity and structured activity into this. Right. So in my mind, it's just very simple to say, okay, activity is going to burn more calories. That activity can be daily activity or could be structured activity like our exercise routine. Then third is the thermic effect of food. okay, which is really just, you know, broken down how much energy does the body use to break down the food that I eat, right? So that's going to burn calories. If I consume, you know, things like chicken and broccoli and nuts, those things are going to burn, actually burn more calories to break them down and process than say pop tarts and a juice, right? Or pop tarts and a soda. And that's where we really get into the quality of food, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Okay. So let's start at the top resting metabolic rate. This is how many calories that your body uses to stay alive with minimal activity in the day. So think about getting up, you know, maybe brush your teeth, take a shower, getting dressed, you know, going in, um, you know, setting down, reading the newspaper, you get up, you have to drive 16 hours, you know, that day. So you drive 16 hours, only stops you do is to fill up the gas tank, you know, go use the restroom back in the car and, and get there, right? So you literally just kind of sat all day and did minimal activity. This is what your resting metabolic rate would be. And this is roughly 10 calories per pound of body weight. So if we had a 200-pound athlete or 200-pound individual, this person would burn roughly 2,000 calories a day in the resting metabolic rate. Now, you know, this can be plus or minus, you know. So, for example, if someone has a lot of body fat that they need to lose, right, let's just say that they're 260, 280, okay, 260, 280. And they need to be 200 pounds, they might not burn 2,800 calories a day, it might be more plus or minus 10 or 15%. So if you're 280, and you need to be 200, your resting metabolic rate might only be around 2500 calories, 2400 calories. And the reason being is muscle tissue is going to burn more calories per pound than body fat, right, but body fat does burn some calories, just not as much. So what happens is that that 10 calories per pound gets skewed, the more body fat that someone has. Okay. But that is a great number. It doesn't matter. You know, I know some listeners have probably went out and done body fat tests, you know, whether it be DEXA scans, bipods, those things, this 10 calories per pound is a great starting point roughly of how much your resting metabolic rate is.
1: Uh, how important is it to kind of uh, have that little window, that one week, two week period to, to really test, to see if that 10 number is the number before jumping into a said diet or macro counting?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I like both ways, and I always say this: like when I set macros and I set calories, it's just an estimation, right? But like, you know what you said is is a very good point too. Like people can just track for two weeks to build a baseline to see where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing we touched a little bit on this offline is remember, guys, your resting metabolic rate. You don't have to eat under that, right? Like you know, when I say you're burning that each day, we still got two more of these categories that will burn energy on top of your resting metabolic rate. So I would say don't eat under your resting metabolic rate starting out, right? You know, don't starve yourself. And I see that happens a lot. People think, Oh, if I go lower, I'm going to get to the goal faster, but that's not the case. Right? So what I really want you thinking right now is just understanding that, Hey, I burn roughly 10 calories per pound, just existing. Mm -hmm. And second, we can add in once again, activity. So activity can be the daily walk, you know, that we, we recommend a lot around here. It could be our exercise, you know, it could be multiple things that go into that. And remember for every mile you walk, it's roughly hundred calories, you know? So if someone's walking three miles a day and they got daily activity in, and maybe they don't exercise, you know, they're probably still going to burn five, 600 calories on that day with that walking and then just daily activity. Right. So that 200 mm-hmm. pound person we're talking about now is burning 25, 2600 calories just because they went for the walk and they had to go to work for that day. Okay. Now, don't forget the exercise. So for training, right, we're doing our strength and conditioning program, you know, four or five days a week, then that's going to be even more calories that go on top of that 24, 2,500, okay? And I would say, and this is just an estimate, that most people, somewhere around three to 500 calories a day on the low end to a 1,000 to 2,000 calories a day on the high end, right? Depending on how active they are, what sport they're doing, or what strength and conditioning they're doing. So that's a big range there, right? But for most people, I would say when they're starting out, maybe 500 to 1,000, you know, is the closer range. So once again, that that 200 pound person burns 2,000 calories just existing. They're going for a walk and they're exercising and daily activity. Now they're burning more 28, 2900 calories per day, right? So now you start thinking about well, if that 200 pound person has a goal of fat loss, I really just need them to eat less than 28, 2900 calories, right? Because they're burning that much with their daily activity, okay? And then the third component is the thermic effect of food. And I mentioned this earlier a little bit, but it's how many calories that we break down with the food that we digest. OK, we will go into this a little bit more depth inside of protein. But what I want you guys to understand today is that protein has the highest thermic effect of all the macronutrients. OK, so protein and then our fibrous uh, carbohydrate. Those are kind of the, the top two when it comes to how many calories that they burn. OK, but this can be about 10 percent of total calories. So going back to the the individual that I'm using that 200 pound person, if they're eating you know around 2,500 calories because their goal is fat loss right and we talked about it they're burning 28, 2900 you know 3,000 calories a day. If they're eating 2500 they're in a calorie deficit and then with 2500 calories in your diet about 10% of that of course is going to be that thermic effect So there's another couple hundred calories you know so you can see where someone can lose weight at 200 pounds on 2500 calories a day, because of how we burn calories through activity and the
1: thermic effect of food. And that thermogenic, it's just protein in general. So they don't have to be crushing just uh, ounces and ounces of chicken and steak. It can be whey protein shakes.
0: Correct. Yeah, you know, it might be a little bit different, right? Because, you know, with a whey shake, you know, versus, you know, a chicken breast, for example, you you cut out the mechanical digestion that would go into um, breaking down, in eating a chicken breast, right? Versus drinking, but yeah, it's still gonna be higher because it just takes the body because of the process of how we break down protein in the body. It's going to burn more calories than say, you know, um, a smoothie without a protein shake, right? So if you're doing a smoothie of, of fruit and juice, you're not going to burn that many calories, breaking that, that stuff down. Okay. It's not that it's bad, just understanding how it works as we'll dive into when we go into the next podcast on protein, I'll dive into a little bit more how we qu- can increase the protein in the diet to actually burn more calories, you know, along our journey. Okay. Now, once again, once you got kind of these numbers, right? So I've got this 200 pound person that burns around 3000 calories a day. Then you got to look at what is the goal of the individual? And that's where you as a listener, if you're starting your journey, you gotta be like, okay, what are my goals? Is my goal fat loss? Great. You need to be in a calorie deficit. Is your goal maintenance? Great. I need to be in a calorie maintenance, right? Versus do I need to be in a calorie surplus? Okay. And a great range for that, that I teach. And once again, this is going to be different guys. These are just starting points. I want you guys to understand that, right? You may pick up a different book and it it be a little bit different ranges. That's okay. Those are just starting points. I like to make the joke all the time. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm really good at this fat loss game, right? Right. But I'm not, I cannot tell a person exactly from the beginning what macronutrients they need to consume. If I could, I would have made a a algorithm for that and sold it and be living on the island somewhere and being like, peace out, guys, right? Yeah. So remember, they are just starting points, okay? But the ranges are 10 to 12 calories per pound of body weight if we want to lose weight. So, you know, hey, Jeremy, what should my calories be if I'm going to lose weight? Start around 10 to 12 calories per pound body weight. That's a great starting point to maintain. We're around 14 to 16 calories to gain 20 to 22 calories. And all of these are body of body weight. Okay. Mm -hmm. There can be a little critical thinking that goes into it. If I have, you know, an individual that's maybe 350 pounds and they need to weigh 200. Okay. I might use more of their goal weight to estimate how many calories they need versus their current weight, right? So there is a little bit of critical thinking when you start getting into the skewed numbers because of a higher fat loss. But if we're just talking generic starting points, those are good reference ranges for the listener to look at and to start at.
1: Perfect. And and these numbers are like, um, they're there for a reason. So we don't want you to kind of drop too low or add too much too quickly. So like, these are just good starting points. So then you'll be able to get your number percent.
0: Like, so we go back to that 200 pound person just using that as example, right? Well, if they chose the 10 calories, that means they're re- eating right at the resting metabolic rate, which is okay, right? That would be the strictest that would go or the lowest that would go on that individual. So long as they were hitting their protein, they could hit 2000 calories a day and they would lose about two pounds of body fat a week. Right. You know, because remember they're burning 3000 calories. They're consuming 2000 calories. That would be a thousand calorie deficit. And then a, a pound of body fat is roughly 3,500 calories, okay? Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if they ate the 12 calories per pound, that puts them around 2,400 calories. And that was the reference range I gave as we moved through. We would, we would start that person roughly 24, 2,500 calories. And that would be about a pound of body fat a week, okay? So, you know, that's where that 10 to 12, you know, comes into play. It is, yes, just a rough starting point. And then we always say the coaching magic is having people track and then making adjustments based on the results. All right. What other questions did you have that you wanted to kind of cover, you know, today? Um, and uh, I think so if, if people, you know, hey, if you have questions, you can reach out to us, uh, guys, you know, on these topics. But I want it to be like what we just did. I'll go over education, put it out there, you know, and then Reno will come back, ask a few questions on the topic. Boom, we'll wrap it up. So this is kind of the flow that you'll see, you know, inside of the educational podcast that we will put out
1: uh so you lightly touched on the whole uh, olive oil spray uh, zero kind of doesn't really mean zero uh but kind of let's jump into real briefly the, the the fake sugars that you add into your coffees at Starbucks and or the coke zeros of the world or all that stuff
0: um, yeah so so great point right so earlier i mentioned there's you know macronutrients or protein carbs and fats and we added alcohol to that right Technically speaking, by definition, okay, if a macro has calories, then we got to look at a few other things, right? So like fiber, for example, has two calories per gram. And this is where sometimes people will say, well, Jeremy, my food log says I consume the X amount of protein, carbs, and fats, but the calories don't add up, right? Or the food label doesn't add up to 449. We have to understand all these are actually rounded up and down. You know, so for example, you know, I think a carbohydrate is actually 3.7 calories or something like that that they round up to four, right? So there's all these nuances that will come inside of foods, okay? Um, so if you look at even sugar alcohols, right, will have two calories per gram. Um, the new thing like ketones, I'm seeing that a lot in endurance sport, like people drinking ketones. Well, ketones actually have four calories per gram, right? Because a ketone is going to make up a fat eventually. So what we have to understand is just because something says it's free, it's, it's labeled as free, it might not be that. And that's why I'm so big on habits and tracking input versus outputs. Right. And you mentioned the the oil, olive oil spray. You know, we were we were um, I was teaching that to my my team this morning on the app. So that's a great example. So with spray olive oil, and if you think about guys as you know, we spray olive oil you know and i'm and talking about it's like we got pam olive the actual olive oil i think it's pam brand, mm, yeah, right? yeah. and on the back of the label it'll say zero calories but if you look there's like 464 servings and a serving is half a second so i don't know about you man but i don't just do like a half a second spray if i'm gonna scramble eggs Mm-mm, you spray the pan from
1: top to bottom left to right you get that thing so coated
0: at least four to five seconds right? At least, right? If not longer. And so what the, the food companies do and what the rules and regulations are is if a serving size is less than one gram of fat, then they can label it as no calories, right? So that's where like, I don't get too caught up in tracking calories. As I mentioned earlier, yes, I think we should do it. We should log to see what works, but like the nuances I don't get that into right because even like garmin watches or whoop bands or you know polar watches polar monitors all those things have a standard deviation and it's not necessarily exact that is why consistency is going to be very important inside your routine and not getting caught up in the exact quote unquote nuances of things like that
1: cool well that's kind of a you touch on actually all my questions so uh, that's really awesome. uh, covers the macros and calories on my end
0: Great. Well guys, once again, we are going to roll into protein in our next podcast. So the series will kind of build on education. You know, so we always look at the most two important things inside of a nutrition plan is the protein and the calories. So with today's education being calories, when the next uh, podcast drops slot over there, check out why protein is so important and why the two most things in your diet is going to be protein and calories. Appreciate your guys' time today. If you guys do have any questions to us, please reach out. Our email will be in the podcast notes. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day.
1: See you guys.